What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm here with Codis. What's, What's up, going dude? on, man? Yeah. Oh, I miss this podcast, dude. I'm so happy. I'm so energetic to be back. Right. I have missed everybody here. I love you all. <laughs> so I guess uh, we talked about it in the last episode, but if you didn't watch the last episode, Codis was actually at a camp uh, in the previous, I guess, all last week. So we didn't record yes. anything for a week. Um, and so it's actually really cool. He's got some really cool stories if you want to learn about it and how he's oh, yeah. tongues. Really yes, cool sir. stuff. Go watch the other episode. Um, that's not going to be this episode. <laughs> so, but in, t- in today's episode, we are going to continue the series on Matthew. That's going to be chapter 19. Um, and basically, if you want to know what happened in the previous chapter, just as a quick summary here, um, disciples asked, you know, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So Jesus answered that. And then he goes on to talk about um, what, what you should do if somebody wrongs you in the church. And so how do you handle that? And it goes in talking about uh, why we should forgive others because we have first been forgiven. <laughs> and it says and, how many times we should forgive pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Forever. Yeah. If forever, <laughs> nonstop, endless yeah. amounts of forgiving yes. um, because we have been forgiven and we show what we have been shown. Um, and that's what the, the last little parable there talks about. But uh, anyways, with all of that being said, we are continuing this episode again, like I said, Matthew chapter 19 or the series episode 19. Um, this one's going to be kind of interesting because we're going to end it with a theory, if you will, because um, there's a, a bunch Ooh. of buzz going around now about did Jesus, I'm sorry, did Jesus, yes, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus went to heaven, everybody. He did. I hope so. I um, mean, if not, <laughs> I'm in trouble. But the question is, is did Judas go to heaven? And so I have an unpopular opinion about it, and I will, of course, support it with Scripture as best I can. Um, and so I, because it just pops up in this, that's yeah. why we're talking about it. I'm, I've never um, really thought about that, I yeah. guess. Like, I feel like it's popped in my head, but I just, it's yeah. like the main question of it has popped in my head. Like, do they go to heaven? Mm-hmm. But yeah. we're not the ones to judge. And no, like, I, We're going to get into that. Definitely not. That, that's why it's a theory and not yeah. a final I, That's what I love about the Bible, though. There's so much that we For do sure. not know at the same time, you know. For sure. And, and I think that's why theologians love their jobs, because it, it's constant yeah. growth. There's I always, get paid for that, because I want to get paid for that. Um, be a, a, a professor at a Bible college, I guess. All right. Well, I guess I know what <laughs> or, I'm called for. Or I guess you can just be a pastor. I guess. Is every pastor a theologian? I'm not entirely sure what yeah. gives you that. Yeah, I don't, don't want to run gives... a church, dude. Like, that's my one reason I don't want to be a, like, a head yeah. pastor, is because so, y'all do a mm-hmm. lot. Like, Yeah. I... Uh, being like growing up in church and like kind of being a youth pastor, I've seen like church politics, and I'll be frank with anybody, I can't stand church politics. They're um, awful. They are and, awful. In fact, at some points, it's maybe want to just ditch church, of course, but the Bible doesn't say to ditch yes. church, so I still go to church by all means. Um, but yeah, so like I understand why people don't, wouldn't want to be a pastor, but you know, if that's what God calls, and that's what God calls. So, I mean, and it's funny, though, because, like, like I said, I don't like church politics, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I do enjoy church growth. I do enjoy marketing to an extent. I do enjoy uh, teaching and shepherding. And so, like, hey, you definitely enjoy marketing. I, I do. That. I do. Uh, I don't know why. I don't, I'm not good at it necessarily. I've never, like, taken classes <laughs> or anything. I just kind of do stuff, and I like to see how it plays out. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm more of a guess and check kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so jumping in in Matthew chapter 19, so I gave you the summary of Matthew chapter 18. So this is how it starts off. He says, so Jesus left Galilee and he went to Judea. Um, so crowds followed him and he healed people at this point. Like it's happened so many times that Jesus is just like, bro, like they don't like even the disciples, like Matthew, who's writing uh, Matthew, of course, he's like, mm-hmm. I don't even need to tell you what he's doing other than like, I'm just going to give you a quick little word here. He healed people. That's all you need to know because it's happened so many times at this point. Um, and so the Pharisees were actually following along in this crowd and they tried to trap him. You know, it's happened plenty of times before. So they did it again. Right. 
And so they come up with this question of all questions. And they say, can a man divorce his wife for any reason? And so um, Jesus was like, this is just my paraphrase. He's like, for real? That's the question you come up with? He's like, he says, word, or this is what he says. He says, haven't you read the scriptures? <laughs> and it's just like, dude, Jesus bro, was sassy. On. I'm telling you, he, he had righteous sassness. sassness. Right, righteous sass- sassness. Yeah. That's funny how we both stumbled on the word. We couldn't say it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, he did. He, he, had, he definitely had a personality by all means. A funny one at that. Yeah. Um, people say Jesus didn't laugh. I'm like, come on, dude. Have you yeah. never watched The Chosen? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So Jesus then says, look, he says, haven't you re- read the scriptures? Man leaves his parents and joins his wife. Mm-hmm. They are no longer two. Um, but they See are that right. how man goes to his wife? I just want to point that out for everybody. I just want to point that out. Um, anyway. But yeah, a man is joined to his wife, and they are no longer two, but rather they are one. So let no man split what God put together. That's Jesus' response. And so then the Pharisees rebuttal, and they're like, okay, but then why did Moses um, write that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce? And, uh, and so this, this kind of applies to a lot of the Old Testament law. So people ask about slavery. Like, why is there a law about slavery if it wasn't allowed? Mm-hmm. Here is the answer to that. You ready? So, Codus, let's, let's write this down because we get that question a lot. So Jesus says, it was a concession of your hard hearts that for Moses to write it. So basically we th- what that means Facebook is like concession. Uh, C-O-N-S, sorry, not S. So C-O-N-C-E-S-S-I-O-N. Um, he's like, it's a concession of your own heart. So Moses writ this, writ, hello. Moses wrote that law so that it could be applied to man because man is not perfect. So it was a man law written by man. It was not a God law or God's law. And God's law is actually the Ten Commandments. That's why it's called divine law. Rather, God uh, wrote the Ten Commandments, right? Remember how Moses went up to, I think it was Mount Sinai? Um, yeah. So, so that's, that's why. Um, there's a difference. And so he says, or rather go back a little bit. So Pharisees said, well, why did Moses write this, that he, a man could divorce his wife if he gave a written notice? And so Jesus said, because it was, it was a concession of your own hard hearts. It's not what God intended. Mm-hmm. If you divorce and remarry, you commit adultery unless there's, your, your spouse had committed un- yeah, or ha- okay. was unfaithful. I was going to say, there's sure. something, I think it's in, I was writing a whole sermon about relationships before mm-hmm. camp, and it just all flew away because I have so much other things now, and God told me no. But yeah. in Second Corinthians, it talks about that exactly. Like Second Corinthians, there's a lot about relationships and stuff mm-hmm. too, for sure. Which I might I might continue with that sermon and keep writing that because there is a lot of factual stuff that is really important to know. But oh, yeah, in Second Corinthians, or maybe First Corinthians, one of the Corinthians, they get they're both confused. really good books. Yes, it, yeah. one talks about marriage heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, I know First Corinthians 13 talks about love. I don't know if it's in the same area that you're talking about. Yeah. Because um, I know one is about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and then one is about <laughs> marriage and relationships and all mm-hmm. that. They're, they're good chapters. I, they're yeah. in the top five. Yeah. I love the Corinthian old books. Did I say that right? Corinthian? Yeah. Church of Corinth. Of yeah. Cor- is it Cor or Corinth? Corinth. 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 Or Corinth. You know, so whatever. Corinthians go? Is it like Iowans and Georgians? It's Corinthians like that? It's me, man. <laughs> that makes sense. Like um, Minnesota. I guess so. Like it was to the Church of Corinth. So he's like, uh, like um, Louisianians, like people from Louisiana. Yeah. Like I guess it's like that. So you're yeah. right. Californians, you know, Canadians, yeah. you something go. like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. That's probably right. Why are we um, at Ians? Anyway. Anyway. But, I'm getting so, off yeah. track. No, no, you're good. So then Jesus is like, look, if you you're you will commit adultery with somebody if you remarry, unless your previous spouse was unfaithful. And so then the disciple was being funny. They're like, LOL, this is my rendition, of course. They're like, LOL, better not to marry. And so Jesus was actually like, 
well, you're not wrong. And so, but he, of course, that was my paraphrase, but he goes on to say, look, not everybody can live that way. He said, only those who God helps. And so then he goes on to say, let anybody who can do it, do it. So if you can go on without marrying, obviously, because of uh, my temptation with my now wife, of course, I think it would be wise to marry because I'm not good at facing that temptation of sexual sin. So it was wise for me to marry. As Paul uh, writes, I think it's uh, is it in one of the Peters. He says it's better to, to marry young than to uh, continue to live in sin. And so, um, but anyways, it's just. I think the, Corinthians talks about that too. It might be Corinthians. I know it was written by Paul somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah. So Jesus goes on to say like, look, let anybody who can do it, do it. Um, because, I mean, it's, it's pure. And so um, then he goes on to say that the, in the kingdom of heaven, it belongs to people that are like children. Kind of goes off of what we talked about in the chapter 18 in the previous episode. So I'm not going to talk long about that. Um, but so then a person actually comes up and they ask Jesus. Um, this is actually a rich person. I don't know if you just heard my dog bark or not, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, but a person, a rich person comes up to Jesus and he's like, so what good deed must I do to enter heaven? And so um, Jesus is like, well, what do you mean good? He's like, there is nothing good except for God himself. And, uh, and so, but he's like, I know what you're asking. He's like, so here's, this is what you do. Um, he says, keep the commandments. And so um, then it says, it kind of lists the six commandments, um, but they were all basically, uh, it was six of the 10 commandments. So if you know the 10 commandments, you basically know what he said. Um, and then this guy, this person, this rich person, person he responds he's like, look, I've kept them all. What else must I do? And so Jesus is like, look, if you want to be perfect, he's like, go sell everything and give the money to, uh, to the poor. And then he says that you'll have treasure in heaven because of it. And so then he says, after you've done that, then come and follow me. Now, I want to iterate that he says, if you want to be perfect. Okay, look, here's the thing. None of us are perfect. Jesus doesn't expect us to be perfect. So like Jesus did not expect this man to actually go sell his stuff. And then yeah. give the money to the poor and then come and follow him. He didn't. Um, so, but now does that mean, like, I mean, if you're trying to be perfect, then sure, you can do that, right? If you truly want to do what Jesus commands, then sure, sell all your stuff, give the money to the poor, and then follow him, devote your life to Christ. But he doesn't expect you to because, again, he doesn't expect you to be perfect. We made a podcast perfect. about that, sort of. We did. I, I thought we had talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, or not but, podcast. I meant TikTok, but yeah, podcast too. I made a TikTok did, earlier did on you? my channel, sort of That's, about like, yeah, I saw that, the that, things that. that people won't give up or whatever. Yeah. To, like they're str- anyway, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, go watch that video on Codis's uh, TikTok. Yeah. What's your TikTok username for the people that are listening on audio? Uh, it's right here. If you go click on, well, it. yeah, it's it's, co- oh, for yeah, Instagram or yeah, or podcast. for the yeah, it is just Codis Rawlings. So K O D I S R A W L I N G S. No caps, no space. Um, Absolutely, it should be my bright smiling face as my profile. That's picture. right. With your curly hair. <laughs> yeah, man. I bet you miss it. I know. I know. You don't even know, dude. You don't I, even know. I was it's, this close to buzzing my hair, and my wife made sure I didn't. Is, is it growing back? It's a little bit on the back. It's getting a little curly. Yeah, so does it grow faster in the back for you? I guess. I don't know, yeah. man. Mine grows up top fast, and the sides and back don't hardly grow Mine at all. usually, like, I don't know. It, I don't know. It, I don't know. <laughs> it's right here and here's where it grows the sides not so much gotcha i gotcha yeah um but anyways i guess i'll just keep going so yeah, back sorry, into matthew right. 19 no it's fine that's the best part of these podcasts um but so then jesus says okay well if you want to be perfect go sell it sell it to the poor 
um, mm-hmm. or sell it, give the money to the poor, follow me. Cool. Got it. You'll have treasure in heaven. But then yeah. it says that that person, the rich person, actually ended up leaving sad because he had many possessions. So this man had actually grown fond of his possessions. And so, um, but that's the last that we heard of this, this person. Um, and so there's that. But then uh, Jesus turned to the disciples, okay? And he says, mm-hmm. look, it is very hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then he goes on to give the analogy um, of, a, it, it says it's, it's harder for a man to get into the kingdom of heaven than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And yeah. so, and now I don't know if you've heard this or not. Now there's a bunch of different theories on about that. And so it's actually funny because I, I prepared this either today or yesterday. Um, and then afterwards I got on TikTok and there's this TikTok about it. And in the video, the guy was like, look, so here's an explanation of what that means, which he was, Anyways, I'll, I'll, but anyways, in the video, he's like, there's actually a gate called the eye of the needle. And so, but in that gate, there's a small door where the camels would have to take off their pack. And so they'd have to get down their knees and then go through the small door. And I, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But I just wanted to make sure it was real. And so I Googled yeah. it. And a very quick Google search found that there is no such thing as the, the gate called the eye of the needle. Um, and so basically it was just like a, a story made up to make it, make it sound like easier for you, like a rich man mm-hmm. to get in the kingdom of heaven. But no, that's the whole point because right after that, Jesus says it's impossible for man, but with uh, uh, only for man, but with God, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kicker. And so if now, if it was that, about that, like if, if there was a gate called the eye of the needle and it was like just that simple for a camel to take off its stuff and then crawl through the door or whatever. If it was that simple, then that means it would be possible. But that's the whole thing, again, because it's supposed to be impossible for man, but only through God are we able to enter the kingdom of heaven, especially mm-hmm. for a rich man. Anyways, just wanted to reiterate that. Um, so, by the way, we talked about before in this podcast, um, I think it's – like if you live in America, you are the top 1% of the world. Um, if you, I think it's the technical statistic is if you make at least forty grand, uh, and that's household income, not just you know yourself. Um, so if your parents combined make 40 grand in a year, you are on the top 1% of the world, something along those lines. Don't hold me to that, but it's close enough to be an, uh, a factual statistic. Um, it, maybe it's 50 because of inflation. Now you get what I'm saying. Maybe, 60. Yeah. but still everything's expensive now facts, but like still, even if it is say 60 grand, uh, for a combined household, that means each parent makes 30 and that's, that's basically minimum wage. Not really, but if you're a parent and, and you're, or rather two parents, that's, Basically, as low as you can get in order to live off of that if you have a house and stuff, yeah. um, at least in Georgia. Of course, the cost of living is different everywhere you go. You know, you live in California right now or New York, you know, 60K is not going to make it for you by any means. But if you but, live in uh, Texas, mansions are only like five right. bucks there. That's I'm right. Kidding, dude. <laughs> dude, it makes I, no sense. They're so wanna, nice. Dude, if, if we didn't have family ties in Georgia, I would be in Texas in a heartbeat. I would like, live I'm in just, Wyoming because there's no tax there pretty much. You told me that. Now yeah. I gotta look into Wyoming. That's and kind Wyoming of, that's is kind of beautiful. Part. That's my goal. Like I don't know. Really? It's always been placed on my heart that yeah. I'm supposed to go to Wyoming and do uh, something. That's like, cool, man. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to Wyoming when I yeah. get older. Well, do it. <laughs> um, I'll start a church. I don't care. That's I'll, right. That's that's it. That's it right there. It's only you, five people in Wyoming. I'll right. make it a Christian state. I don't care. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no seven state. <laughs> There we go. That's um, my state now. Right. Code is on But uh, so I'll just, we, we always get off track, but I love it. Um, Not bad. So, no, 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 you're good. Um, but right after that, so they just had that discussion. Um, so Jesus turns disciples, says it's hard and makes the camel needle analogy. Um, and then right after that, okay. So Peter actually looks at Jesus and he's like, yo, we've given up 
everything to follow you. We sold our houses. We gave up our family. Of course, we're still married, but like, we don't ever see him anymore because we're traveling all the time. Like, we've yeah. given up everything. So, what will we get in heaven? And so, Jesus, I bet they get they get a lot of stuff. That it, they do, but this is what it is, and this is what Jesus says. He says, um, "Actually, I'm going to read it." Okay, actually, I'm going to say some things first, just some like quick facts, and then I'll read it. Okay. So Jesus, remember Judas, Judas Iscariot is the disciple that betrayed Jesus. Um, We see that in John chapter 6, verse 71. Um, He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the 12, who would later betray him. So we know uh, Judas betrayed him. Um, What? Oh, spoiler. Spoiler, we haven't got that far yet. Um, And then, so it was God's will for that to happen. So Jesus chose Judas despite knowing that Judas would betray him. Okay. So here's the thing. Now, in Luke 22, verse 3, it says, Then Satan, oh, okay. So, anyways, then Satan entered Judas Iscariot, who is one of the 12 disciples. So that'll come into play later, right? So just remember that's Luke chapter 22, verse 3. Um, so it was, uh, anyways, I'll go back and read now. Now we'll get back on topic. So, Matthew 19, verses 28 through 30. Okay. So, oh, Still a page behind. Okay, 28 through 30. It says, Jesus replied, I assure you that the wor- when the world is made new. Okay, so this is Jesus' response to the disciples, right? He says, Jesus replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers, so that's the, the 12 disciples, okay, will also sit on the 12 thrones. So let me rewind a little bit. So he says, I assure you that when the world is made new, right? So at the end of Revelation, um, God basically destroys this earth with fire and he creates mm-hmm. a new earth. Um, and so on that new earth um, in Revelation, it says that there will be 12 different kind of sections uh, within that new heaven. Okay. Just keep that in mind. Um, so there will be 12 sections on this new kingdom on this new earth. Okay. So he says, I assure you that when the world is made new, so they're on that new earth at this point. So this is post yeah. uh, apocalypse, you could say. Um, and the Post tribulation. Yes, that, that was better word. Probably, probably more biblical words. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne. So this is again on the new or in the I mean, new. It's world. a lazy boy. Facts. Those are comfy. <laughs> Jesus is just rocking in his lazy boy. Right. Or, <laughs> or it's going to be the the throne of a thousand swords. If you've seen Game of Thrones, dude, you know, that thing you know is so cool about. looking. It does. Look I would big. so just put one up here and just sit here like. Oh, I just a phone got call. It. Uh, no, my alarm actually went off. <laughs> oh, it's time to pray. I'm kidding. That's right. So, dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for allowing us to meet. <laughs> Amen. Um, Amen. but no, I set an alarm to remind me to take out the trash whenever we're done. But anyways, um, it's fine. Don't forget. I do that so, all the time and get in trouble. Right. Um, but so going back to what I was saying, so they're on this new yes. earth, right? So Jesus responded to the disciples like, they, mm-hmm. uh, so Jesus says, okay, look, you who have been my followers are also sit on the 12 thrones. These 12 thrones are mentioned in Revelation as kind of like, this is the way I imagined it, is the, um, because I just finished Game of Thrones, I have to make this analogy. But like, so there would be one king overall, and then over the different realms of the, I guess, the, the earth, or whatever they call it, in this kingdom, um, were the lords of each territory, right? So similarly, Jesus is saying here, like, you will sit on the 12 thrones. Mm-hmm. I and bet so Simon the- Peter is right next to him. Well, but pretty much. So like, but these 12 thrones, because- like, it's he like seems the 12 to be the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. He, he definitely he's one, he one of the three in the Transfiguration. So, I mean, it was, uh, that's true. What was it? It was James and John. And then I have Peter. it written down actually somewhere in the yeah. front of my Bible. I have it all written down. Yeah. It was James and John, the son, because it was the Sons of Thunder and Peter. Yeah. Those were the three that were there. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. The Sons of Thunder, it was only mentioned once, but the name mm-hmm. just stuck. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know how they got that nickname. But You uh, ever watch The Chosen? I mean, it tells you. I've seen it, but I don't remember it telling, like, how they you got know? the name. So oh, pretty because, much they yeah. were, like, wanting to attack, like, these people for spitting on Jesus. And Jesus was like, you guys are wild like thunder. That's so right. you're the son of thunder. That's right. Now, is that a completely biblical account? I'm not entirely no, sure. Yeah, it is. Is it? I looked it up. And it actually, Good. Jesus calls them the sons of thunder in the Bible. I, I knew, I, yeah, I knew Jesus like, called them that, they, but they I didn't were, know the, yeah. the reason behind it. He calls okay. them, like, crazy or something, like thunder, so. Yeah, okay, well, that works. But, yeah, okay, they so, had thunder back then. Okay. <laughs> so here's the theory about Judas. This is what it's all leading yeah. up to, okay? Yes, I'm excited So, about this. again, he says, when the world is made new, I'm repeating myself because I have to say it chronologically for this to make sense. When the world yes. is made new, the Son of Man sits on his throne. You who have been my followers, remind you, Judas has been his follower up until this point. Yes. Okay? He is a disciple at this point. You who have been my followers will also sit on the 12 thrones. As we talked about in Revelation, it's in chapter 21, uh, verses 12 through 14, if you want to go look, read it. Um, and he says that you, you 12, will be judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay? So there's 12 disciples. Yes. At this point, all 12 of them, this would include Judas, is sitting on a throne in the new earth or on the, the new heaven, judging. I've never the, thought of that. The, the 12 tribes of Israel. Well, now, judge, well, Judas doesn't have much to judge. I mean, <laughs> well, but here's the thing none of us do, right? They didn't either because they were all imperfect too. But so um, what happened in the because, okay, I'm going to kind of veer off this theory and kind of add a little bit too, I guess, not okay. veer off the squeeze. So. Okay. In the last minutes of him obviously hanging himself, you can't really do anything in those last two seconds, you know. So I wonder if he had a come to Jesus moment, if that makes sense. You know what I mean by that? Like in those last few seconds, he realized what he did and Mm -hmm. he, you know what I mean, he repents it in those last. I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. And so this, this is where it gets interesting. So I've read to you that, that biblical scripture saying that the 12 will judge the 12 in the new world, right? Okay, so now, now here's the question. This is kind of like a, a, a Calvinist versus Arminian or a, a predestination oh, versus free will. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm between the two, but here's the thing. So did God predestine Judas to betray Jesus? Now, here's the thought. Okay, the answer is God knew what was going to mm-hmm. happen. And so I, remember I told you. Um, it, it's like the God didn't make evil. He allowed it. Yes, but, but maybe. I want you to listen to this. Okay? Uh, I'm listening. So it goes back to the verses I read before. So Jesus chose Judas despite knowing that he was going to betray him. Okay, remember I read John chapter 6, verse 71. He was speaking yes. of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the 12 who would later betray him. So Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him. Okay, yes. now. Going to Luke chapter 22, um, it says, when, this is when Judas and the Pharisees were uh, coming up with the plan. And it says, then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the 12 disciples. Now, because Jesus knew and actually allowed Judas to betray himself. Remember, again, I'll say it again for like the 15th time. Jesus chose Judas knowing full well what he was going to do. So, then I'll add again, I want because I want to reiterate, Satan entered into Judas Iscariot. That's biblical. Luke chapter 22, verse 3. Wait, entered so, into what? Luke chapter 22, verse 3. Wait, this no. says Satan entered into Judas Iscariot. 
That's his name. What's Just that? Judas. What's Iscariot? That's just his last name. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So Satan entered into Judas, who was one of oh, the disciples. So- okay. So is God going to judge Judas despite, okay, hear me out, despite the fact that Satan entered into him and despite the fact that he allowed Judas to betray him already, or like rather he, he put Judas in the situation so that he could betray Jesus. Now, here's the question. We talked about free will. We talked about predestination a little bit. Now, we do agree, you and I both, that we have the free will, okay? But it, we, however, have not had Satan enter into us like Judas did. So he was so, possessed, technically. By Satan himself. what it's saying. So here is my thought. Here is my theory. Okay, I think that Judas being one of the 12, as Jesus says, how the 12 will have their mm-hmm. own thrones in the new world. I think God, for Judas specifically, did not judge him for that choice because I think I, God chose Judas to be the man to betray Jesus. I have, another, I have another theory. So pretty much Judas, he did that. He got the silver and all that. Mm-hmm. And then instantly he threw that silver back. Like he Satan instantly. Left. Yeah. But then again, I feel like he was still possessed by something. Cause even when he was leaving, he was seeing like demons and stuff and visions. And that's also another reason why he completely just hung himself too. Cause yeah. Obviously the guilt. Yeah. And so here, he was seeing stuff uh-huh. too, because I feel like uh-huh. Satan left some stuff. Dude, uh-huh. this is so, insane. I've y- never y- thought about this. this exactly. Is good. So, this is good. so th- this is, this is, it gets kind of deep. Okay. So right. Satan who entered into Judas, so we can assume that he probably didn't have the Holy Spirit if uh, Satan was able to assume. Uh, yeah. The Holy Spirit wasn't really a thing right. at that time. Right. However, and I, I still hold to my theory that uh, Judas did get saved because then he felt guilt. What gives a Christian conviction? The Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Dude. So I so think. He got early access. Sure. <laughs> so I think, I think he, he, uh, he, of course, he, was, he knew uh, of the knowledge of Jesus. He knew what Jesus was yeah. teaching. He heard that stuff. And I don't think it had quite clicked yet. And then Satan possessed him or it entered into Judas, as the Bible says. So That's then once so that happened, once that happened and Satan left because he no longer needed Judas, Judas realized, it's like, wait a second, this is what just happened. So he allowed the Holy Spirit to enter into, or rather he, he did the God save me prayer. He felt guilty because the Holy Spirit was in him now and he realized what wrong he had done. And so then he killed himself. And so again, I think God did not hold him accountable for that action specifically for him. Because it was predestined by God. So some things can be predestined, or rather all things can be. But of course, we still like have... it was predestined that Jesus was going to die. Exactly. That had to happen so that you and I could be saved. So at some point, God does have to intervene, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, God just happened to choose to intervene with Judas. And so I don't think he is... And this is just me. This isn't... Like, this is based off of what the Bible says, but that doesn't mean I'm right. Okay, I could still be misinterpreting it in some way, form, or fashion, but this yeah. is the best of my knowledge. Okay? Dude, that now we I can mean, never it's know. It's so factual, though. Like at least the way you presented it, it makes sense. If that was the case, like, it makes sense. But that really just like shook my Judas world. Let's clarify. Yes. Let's clarify. You and I, and whoever's listening, can never know until we no. die. <laughs> um, so I'm telling you, I have a big long list for God. Oh, you have a phone call. I think there you go purely conjecture at this point based mm-hmm. off of evidence it's not proof mm-hmm. if this was a courtroom we would be providing evidence 
but the person hasn't been sentenced yet. Does that make sense? So this would be yeah. evidence. It doesn't mean that it's proof. So I personally believe that Judas actually is, in fact, going to heaven when he died, right? Um, and I also think, based off of this, that he is going to be one of the judges of the, of the 12. Now, we do, yeah. all, we do realize that later in the Bible, um, they choose, I, think, I forget the name of the person, to replace Judas because he killed Wait, himself, Wait, right? so the disciples are helped judging? So, yes, they will be the, the 12. Uh, all right, so it, it says is that it they be will... one by one then, or are we going to all go like separate departments? No, like, no, no. no. Okay, Matthew, so let, me, let me pull up this. Let me pull up this verse. So, this is uh, Revelation um, 21. Dude, that man, that really made me think about Judas and stuff. Like, I know. Don't you love it when you can pull together scripture like that? All right, so this that is, is so awesome, dude. I'm so this awesome. is Revelation 21. And I didn't read this anywhere, so I don't know if you'll be able to find articles on like what I'm talking about. I just kind of pieced it together. Um, but and I'm no theologian by any means. <laughs> um, but Revelation 21, verse 12 says, The city wall is broad and high. So this is, again, talking about the new world, the kingdom on this new earth. Mm -hmm. And it says, The city wall is broad and high with 12 gates guarded by 12 angels. Okay. And so Jesus says that they will be that 12. So basically, these disciples are angels at this point. And the names of the 12 tribes of Israel were written on the gates. So um, that was verse 12. So 13. There were three gates on each side, east, north, south, and west. The wall of the city had 12 foundation stones, and on them were written the, the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Interesting how it all ties together. Um, yeah. And so just more prophecy that will be fulfilled. Um, so with all of that being said, um, and it says here that they will um, judge. Okay, so this is just going to be a completely separate topic. This doesn't relate to Matthew chapter 19. Um, but when you read Revelation uh, through and through, so basically this is an order of events on this earth, the one that you and I are on right now. Basically what happens is we go through the tribulations, all that fun stuff. I'm not going to get into specifics, but basically this world is destroyed. Um, God creates a new heaven and a new earth. While that's uh, in the process of that being created, and while people are living on this new heaven and this new earth, Satan is uh, tossed in a bottomless pit for a thousand years, and then he yeah. will be released. Okay. That so sucks. Well, here's the thing. So (laughs) So now let me ask you this. This is going to get really deep, okay? So I've asked you before this. Why is there a wall that is, uh, I forget the, um, maybe it's right here. Um, Anyways, I forget where it's at. It's like like 200 feet thick, this wall, and this new heaven on this new earth, right? So why is there a wall if there is no enemy? Because if you think about it, every castle has a wall to keep something out. (laughs) Because God's building, okay? He, He wants to build in private. Well, okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. So it says that Satan will be released for a short time after the thousand years. So there is a wall on Whoa. this kingdom of earth to keep Satan out. However, yes. there are there are gates, as it just says. There's 12 gates. So with that being said, this is just me thinking, okay? With that being said, if there are gates, that means people can go in and out. Now add to this, if people can go in and out on this new heaven, that means Satan, who is released for a little while, okay, he's outside of those gates. So, why? So are people going to lose their faith then? And like. So, going back to Matthew chapter 19, he says that you will sit on the 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Revelation 22 says that the gates and the 12 tribes will be the 12 tribes of Israel, okay? Or it says, I think it's Judah. Let me look back and read it. Um, Wait, I lost my spot. 
Okay, yeah, the 12 tribes of Israel. So it says you will judge the 12 tribes of Israel. And then, and so when you're reading this in person, the people that heard this, like the disciples, they're thinking like the 12 tribes of Judah from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is talking about the new heaven. And it says so, of course, he says so on this newer. So we know it's after this, this earth gets consumed by fire. And then it says you will judge the 12 tribes of Israel. And then in Revelation chapter 22, it says that they will uh, sit on the thrones um, with their names written on the, the 12 apostles, or sorry, the wall of the city had 12 foundation stones. So that's how they, we know the split in the 12 tribes of Israel there. And then they are written on them as the, the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So going back to my, what we're talking about, my theory, right? Yeah. Because there are gates, because people can go in and out, who, because going back to Matthew 20, who will the disciples be judging if they're in this new heaven? It will be after um, people have gone through in and out of the gates with Satan on the, on the outside of the gates. So, so are some people that make it not going to make it then? So what happens is well, this is this is purely conjecture at this point. OK, so I think people are going to have another choice in this new heaven again, because oh, God no. is because God is all about <laughs> it's interesting, right? God is all about having that marital relationship with people choosing him, I think. Um, so instead of you know how right now we have Earth as a, a middle ground where we live and we choose, I think after this Earth. We're going to have the new, new heaven on the new earth. And so you're going to have heaven guarded by walls, and it's absolute paradise. God walks among I'm you. not leaving there because I don't want to be tempted, right? dude. I'm staying. I'm not even risking But it. there are gates to where you can choose to leave. However, this will be for a short amount of time because it says Satan will be allowed well, on, on the Well, who knows how long a short amount of time is because God That's said, true. you know, but, he doesn't have time. So, so in the end, God wins, okay? But there will be a time on this new kingdom, on this new earth, where I think, based off of what I've read, there will be a choice for the residents of this new heaven and this new earth. Just a thought. So, anyways, dude, going. that's scary. But like, so well, many it's people not, are easily tempted, though, and they're they gonna are. be like, "Oh, you know, they let's are. go out here. Look, oh, let's eat a fruit. You know, yep. look how that happened last time. Someone ate a fruit. It screwed us all." Yeah. So, um, but that's my thoughts. Again, I'm no, the- I'm no theologian. I'm. Just reading what I'm, I've, I've read. <laughs> um, but again, so did Judas go to heaven? Well, yes, I yes, think so. I, I think From so. what we believe, yes. Yes. Um, now, if you, ask any, <laughs> was if, good. You, if you ask any other Christian, I guarantee you they would probably say no. But. But, it, I mean, I guess I would have said no, but I, I, yeah. I've never looked into it as much as you just did. Well, I've so, always said no until I read that. And I, I, was, I, I started a year ago when I was at the, uh, teaching my youth, and I was reading that passage. And then the entire way home, I didn't say a word to my wife. I was just thinking. I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. And so I started piecing together like all these puzzles because I love the book of Revelation. I've read it a few times. Um, I've read it and once, so, and that was enough. It, it's i got to read it again. I'm reading it's it again lot. right now. Um, but yeah, so, Bible study. But let me clarify. We don't know somebody's salvation. We don't. Yep, we can't judge the heart. We can't judge the heart. That's God's job. Nor do we know the events of this, this new world. We just know what the Bible tells us. Now, again, God wins, God wins in the end, even if I'm right about my theory on this new mm-hmm. heaven, on this new earth. Uh, God wins I'm going to give you a says, high five in heaven. I'm going to be like, good job. Whoop. You called that like 50,000 years um, ago, dude. <laughs> on the old earth. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so just to clarify, okay, so if I am right in my theory – God still wins in the end because Satan comes out and it says for a short time after the thousand years. And then it goes to talk about how God uh, actually God has a firestorm, I think, rain down and just destroys his entire army. Um, 
So it's it's kind of like weak how you army. I'll tell you what, same right. as weak. <laughs> but you think about it, like that's the end all be all. He kills all of the spirits that we can't kill on earth. Yeah. So he just gets rid of them, and that's the way he does it. He ends it in a firefight, a blazing fight. Nobody on God's side dies. It's not much of oh. a fight, I'll be honest. With you. No, but it's it's really neat because like you think about it, like the old castle fights, um, in like uh, in like. I hate to say it again. Game of Thrones. Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh, Lord of the Rings, Lord too. Of the Rings, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, Lord of the Rings is a little bit better because they actually use this. So I think. Um, but oh at some yeah, point, I've heard. I've, so you, I think at my old church they used yeah. a video reference from uh, yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings. But you think about it, like the best, at least in my mind, the best defense when you're defending a castle is fire. So you lay out tar or pitch or whatever is flammable. You cover your opponents in it, and then you light them on fire. Yeah. Um, and so they would do this in, in old times, and so. Oh, I think you have an alarm going off. Um, yeah, I called it. <laughs> but God is going to do the same thing, and he is going to rain fire down on his enemies, his last stronghold, his mm-hmm. castle, his new, new kingdom on this new earth, and it's going to be glorious. Um, but anyways, for, with all that being said, that is the end of Matthew chapter 19. <laughs> Man, my head's rapping. I think I need to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so again, well, was awesome. Let me that was also- awesome, dude. I love that. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. That's not the end of Matthew chapter 19. Oh, never mind. Here we go. Okay, that, buckle that, up, boys. That, that was the end of my rant. Um, so Yeah, that was like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Jesus is like, okay, this is uh, a... <laughs> yeah, go back to where we were. Yeah, so Jesus is like, ago. you'll get the 12 thrones and all that fun stuff like we talked about. Um, and then he says, and everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake... You will receive 100 times as much in return and will inherit the eternal life. So let me clarify or simplify rather. If your family is leading you astray and you choose to abandon them or for, for Christ's sake so you can glorify him or you give up your house so you can glorify him. So like missionaries, if they're giving up their house so they can go and glorify him. If you give up these things, it says you will inherit 100 fold in the next life. It's a no brainer. <laughs> Makes me want to sell my house right now. Will I? No, because God wants me here. That's a kicker. Um, but he moved to Iowa. Hey, we might could have some pretty dope podcasts if we're in Dude, the same state. They would be. Oh, we could vlog. You know, be vlog. I don't know. Yeah, um, that'd be pretty dope. Um, but gotta okay, come so, out sometime, and they gotta do a yolt vlog. That's right. <laughs> um, but this is this is the last verse of Matthew chapter nineteen, and it says, "But many." who are the greatest now will be the least important then talking about on earth. So if you're the greatest on earth, you'll be the least important in heaven. If you make it. Yeah. And then those who seem least important now. So people that we just, uh, what we're not thinking of people that we just gloss over in this life, people we don't think anything about those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. So we don't want to be popular. That's right. We don't. Everyone unsubscribe to the podcast. (laughs) No, but for real, like we do not want to be popular in the eyes of this world. Um, oh, no. that's true because, no. like Piper, for example, yep. he's not popular in this world. No, because, he's getting many rewards you know, though. Oh yes, he will be. I hope Absolutely. he gets the. I hope Piper. I hope the puppeteer gets to bring Piper in heaven. Right. I you know so. what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, I hope yeah. like I, I Piper's up there. And, I don't know if we can yeah. say his name. I, earlier, he said it was fine that I said his name, but yeah, he was on his I personal hope account. We get to see the little blue guy up in heaven. Okay. Yeah, for sure. That'd be so cool. Can you imagine? Right. We just see uh, the puppeteer walk up to us and be like, "Hey right. guys, like I got Piper here." I'm yeah. Like, That's so cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. 
But yeah, that's it. So, Codus, uh, go ahead and close this out in prayer, and I'll, I'll close yeah. this out. Close this out. All right, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for that amazing podcast, Lord. I hope this reaches the right people, Lord. I hope we plant a seed in your name, Lord, and it eventually grows into a force, God. Um, thank you for letting us uh, be able to study the Bible, God. Thank you for letting us uh, be able to present our theories. Thank you for making the Bible a little unclear sometimes, so we actually have to study it and learn from it and grow from it, from it, God. Hope you're ready for all the questions that we have when we get up there, God. But, uh, Lord, I pray for protection over every single one of us, God. Uh, every time we uh, go out into the world, Lord, the world is going to try to tempt us and try to get us farther from you, God. But help us be sound with you, God. Help us to remember to pray for, with you. Help us remember that you are always with us, God. Uh, Lord, every chain that is holding us down, Lord, uh, sexual sin, uh, adultery, uh, drunkenness, all these chains that bound us down to this world, Lord, every single one of them, I pray in Jesus' name that is broken, God. You say we have power in your name. There is a power in the name of Jesus. And in Jesus' mm-hmm. name, I want everyone to be healed, God, if it is your will. I know it's easier Amen. said than done, God, but uh, everyone in this world, we struggle a lot because this world is going to try to bring us down, Lord. But I pray in Jesus' name that you keep us on the right path, God. And and you help us do your will. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. That's all right. Bright. I closed yeah. my eyes. Now it's bright. Oh. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Um, we appreciate it. If you like yes, this video, do. if you if you like the theory, if you like Dude, the way, so the way we, if you like the way we presented uh, Matthew chapter nineteen, give it a share. Share it to a couple of your friends. Uh, post it on your social media. Do whatever. Help us get the word out as best we can. Um, But with all that being said, thank you again for watching. Thank you for tuning in or watching live or the audio, however you may be watching. Thank you. And with all that being said, Godspeed.